the show with this guy, man. Good day and or evening and, you know, fucking whatever. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Uh, at least twice. <laughs> How do you do? It's Mad Max. What's up? 50 funny names. Yeah, nah, so I wanted to let you kind of fucking let you determine what the, uh, what the, what the, what my name is, was going to be today. So, what's good? I hope y'all are, uh, enjoying your lives out there. I hope you are, uh, enjoying the podcast thus far. We are still kind of, uh, you know, figuring it all out, doing, uh, doing what we do. But, uh, this, uh, this one, I, you know, I determined that... Uh, it, it doesn't really make as much sense uh, to call an episode going into a Joker's card a, uh, a review so much because it's really like we already, even if, I, like I said, I, did, I don't like super vibe with Carnival of Carnage, like the album itself. I do enjoy it, but I, I didn't listen to it a ton when I was younger. Fucking, I do still very much like it. So, but there's, there's no ICP album that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. So, at that point, it's not really, there doesn't need to be a review necessarily, more so of a... Interpretation. Or a discussion, a you discussion. know what I mean? Well, just because, an analysis maybe? Like, I just think that when looking analysis, at... Analysis, interpretation, discussions. Ah, well, those, <laughs> those, those are good analysis, interpretation. Fuck, I can't even... <laughs> can't reproduce that but well because my point is just that like when we're looking at these albums it's some shit that we have connected to pretty heavily and it also can be said that when you look very 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 deeply at something that you maybe will if not create meaning for it that might not be there but like I don't know, just because there are certain things within ICP's music where sometimes it's like, oh, that feels profound, but then you look at it again and it's like, there's nothing profound exactly about another about love song, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't think there's uh, like anything. This is kind of what I mean. The first two albums, it really is just like either their dating lives were not going well or just fucking, I don't know, like, Dude, whatever the amount way, of, so fucking. Uh, the amount of fucking, it's funny because uh, I was listening to Andrew Dice Clay, The Day of the Laugh to Die oh, recently. Yeah. I need to listen to that, man. And um, just Clay in general, like, a lot of people, there's so many parallels to I ICP, and the big one is the misogyny and shit, like, against women, like, yeah. uh, it's so funny, though, dude, like, whether it's ICP talking about hitting a woman in the face with a brick, or, or like, uh, I, Andrew Dice Clay... Apparently they did. Or Andrew Dice Clay telling a woman to go rotate the tires of his car. <laughs> like, that, I, like, I mean... It's just subverting the expectation, uh, you know, and all that shit. No, that, Grant. That's great, that's great comedy. I mean, which, by know? the way, yeah, no, comedy is exactly that. And I feel like on this album, they really two things they understood exactly with what the target is and they had mike clock as like pretty much the third member of the group no you, true when, indeed know. i think especially for it's the night and day that... when you listen to carnival carnage oh, those yeah. are singular songs that they tried to like glue together this is a like yeah, it's an album i think it's no, an I, you know what, but i mean I... as a producer you know what i mean like mike clock was oh no like, full fucking, project yeah, i see what you're saying you know and this was at the funhouse i'm almost positive oh yeah for sure this was um, I'm fairly certain. I mean, especially they that 
I don't know if that's why they did my funhouse specifically, but uh, I don't know. One Maybe. way or another, yeah. I think that it Pure really speculation. Yeah, yeah well, at, at this point. I'm trying to remember, was it during, and only because the Ringmaster was gold, was it during the Ringmaster era where they did give me the fucking Nuggets bitch, or was that... No, I think that was Malenko. That was, okay. Right. Or, uh, probably when they got the Malenko money, like the deal, but technically the last gasp oh, of the Riddlebox era, because oh, I seen, okay. I seen, I, you know what, I, the Golden Goldies, and this might be worthy for all you fucking clown cult soda gang members out there as yeah. well there is a youtube concert that used to be um a youtube concert jesus christ you guys <laughs> there's a fucking clip on youtube from um a riddle box uh, release party um in which proof is there like in the crowd uh watching uh, and i think he might have done a set too uh, but there's a point where you watch Golden Goldies play, and they're all wearing capes oh, and fucking legs, <laughs> diamonds, fucking got like amazing. an enormous like fucking seventy gallon hat, like <laughs> that's like flopping all over my like, Speedy Gon- Gonzalez. Uh, so legs diamond was I because I in this case Ringmaster I know well enough. No, he was that, not in the yeah no so. yeah Riddle Box is when um, yeah. I think they got down like. They got down with, I think, Coup de, Coup de Trois. Is that what it's called? I Coup can't Detroit. remember. I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not Coup sure. Coup Detroit. Well, the band that, that legs no, down. That is clever. Don't yeah. act like that's not a good name. But, uh, yeah, no, no. It, it, it is cool. And I don't. the only song I knew is, like, like most jugs, the Get Your Ass Off the Couch. You ever hear that song? I don't think I did. I was always. It's a pretty funny song. And that, that was. That's what that's the song. Get Your Ass Off the Couch is a Coup de Trois song that ICP featured on. And that's when they got down with Legs Diamond. I really, that, I gotta tell you, that, that's more of a riddle box conversation. I do. But I think it was this era. No, they, true they indeed. And we, you know, we'll go back in a sec. I just, I really do hope, at the very least, that in his own right, because I, I feel bad, because I should, but I have really never looked into his music specifically. Who Legs Diamond? Yes. Oh, I and, only know that one fucking well, song. And this is my point. It's is probably that, good though. He's a good. I remember. No, and that's my point. I yeah. remember a time where it was either the Riddle Box. Not the Riddle Box, the Tunnel of Love album, or one of those albums yep. had an ad. The crime for, Family. Not even just that; it had like a fucking like a Hindu picture or something. Like that, yeah, that's, Di- is that what that was? The name be? of the okay. album was oh, Tunnel okay. of Love. Was the first ICP tape I have uh, bought, so oh, right. I literally no, studied it. Like, right, no, true indeed. I can dig tec- it. <laughs> oh, texts, yeah. but yeah, the Crime Family Legs Diamond album, and that was that. Um, but yeah. Um, not on this album, but uh, Mike Clark's influence all over, and then the whole circus aesthetic heavily injected. Like there, like there was none on Carnival of Carnage. Like they talk about these themes, but there's no like carousel music and shit. Like uh, now, well, what on Carnival of Carnage? I, I could be missing something. I'm uh, trying to think because you want to know what? No, I think you're right. Mo- yeah, Carnival of Carnage really did have more of that like wow, now, now, like like. Yeah, much like, it's 90s. just early 90s no, exactly. that's gangster rap that they Which, would put an article spin on. And then this album, that's when it was like... And I think that's why it's still a lot so, of people didn't resonate with Carnival Carnage because it didn't have that like... It's so remarkable to me that... And I've heard this from multiple people at this point. That people that didn't know back in the day, they thought that ICP were Mexicans. 
<laughs> no bullshit. Like, Yo, I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of us thought Shaggy was black for a little while. Uh, like, no, well, maybe not Shaggy, but fucking Blaze everybody sure. apparently thought Blaze was I black I definitely for a thought while. Blaze was black on the first uh No, I know. We, uh, no, we discussed that. Oh, did fucking, we? No, yeah. we did. Well, no, but you want to know what? I think that it's fair just because it was always like a... There's so much about psychopathic, I swear to God. I, I can't think of a specific lyric right now, but there are so many rhymes over the years where I'm not 100% sure what they were saying. I can sing along with it, but I'm not 100% oh, sure what word they're actually using. So I just many. know what it sounds like. Yes, uh, yep. But at the same time, I think that that makes it better just because it's <laughs> like you get to give it your own interpretation. You know, it's a good example of that from this album is uh, Stuart Frankie. You know Stuart Frankie? No, I don't. Okay, That's so a good point. Um, I go. I asked Shaggy at the gathering. It's oh, nice. a fun story, actually. I, whatever year at Hog Rock, it was they were on. They being DJ Clay and Shaggy were on their way to a seminar. Wait, Clay has known him for that long? Uh, Clay is our age. Uh, and yes, they. He was the first time. Clay got down with the whole. Well, because if Clay, world oh, oh like, no, so like you were talking. No, I thought that you were saying that Clay was around during the Stuart Frank. No, 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 That's, no. Okay, so no, I, no, no. This is my. my right, this is my Stuart Frank. Hi, my name is Fifty Funny Names. This is my Stuart Frankie story. So, a lot of us had repeated that name many times. It's not only on Ringmaster, but on one of the old, um, um, what do you call it? Um, Is it? Forgotten Freshness tracks. One, I oh, all right. Stuart Frankie, bitch ass hoe. There's a few <laughs> Stuart Frankie references. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, I make rap rhymes and. But anyways, the um, Stuart Frankie. Uh, so I, I, since a kid, I, I don't know why, but that name in particular. That was the question I had for ICP. Okay. And um, I was walking to the seminar, and ICP, I'm late, and ICP is famously late as well. And uh, oh, yeah. Shaggy almost hits me with the golf cart. Yeah, those yeah. were the days. And that's Quit- also, like, every other juggalo has that. And, not anymore. Uh, yeah. I don't think they even let him. Well, he's also not fucked up like that anymore either, that's true. you know? He's not getting drunk anymore. Yeah. Um, but he uh, almost hit me with a golf cart, and then. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, I'm not trying to wait for that microphone, so tell me, who is Stuart Frankie? And then he looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Clay was the one who went, Stuart Frankie, bitch ass hoe. Um, and then he was like, oh, he used to write for the Detroit Press back in the day, and then peeled off on the fucking golf cart. That's fucking yeah. fantastic. And especially because yeah. that's the most shaggy shit of all time. Exactly. Like, what? He was like, what are you talking about? And then I'm looking at him like, Fuck you, man! What? Like I know you. You say fuck Stuart Frankie. They call me. me. Yeah. No, Shelly that was Jell-O that was boy. the that was the line that Clay recited actually to him. He was like, "Fuck Stuart Frankie," and then he was like, "Oh yeah." He's like some <laughs> bitch that wrote for the Detroit Press. That sounds about right. Yeah. Because you want to know what? That's such a funny thing too, where like it aggravates me that ICP because of the way that they do shit are looked at as like fucking completely unintelligent when like the fact that fucking Shaggy would have spit a bar about a journalist don't you feel like that means he's probably reasonably well involved? they dissed him that's why oh the, they, they I, should, I probably should elaborate elaborate well, no, on that and, and I think he said that to me even I don't know we did a lot of drugs at that there gathering yeah it was it the was the gathering so um, that, that checks but out but yeah um they, they 
Stuart Frankie dissed him, so that's why they in turn okay. dissed him on their on their records. And that's uh, that's my Juggalo deep cut reference from this album. And uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I d- listen. I gotta tell you, I think that. I always felt like Ringmaster was the first album that, like, they really started to impress upon the, like, folklore, so to speak. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, Wax Museum was, was Wax Museum the entire first intro? Pretty much, yeah. I think so. And so... Heavy with the carnival music. Oh, no. And, well, just because, listen, my big thing about it, and because recreating this, like, doing it well... Is tricky, but like, they, they, however they created that sound, I don't know that they just got fucking stock footage of a guy walking up to a fucking machine and putting a coin in it. Yeah, like you have to create that. The, the samples that those men use, in particular, because all three of them would be sample hunting with Mike Clock in his house, and in, I was listening to you know the album and. In the ringmaster's word, dude. What is that? Is that an? Is that a man that they had come in the studio? No, Probably that, not. So that, what is well, that? If you're talking about the, I had the photo. Yes. That has to be a move. And how creepy and how dope and how well does it, it was, work? And I used to read the booklet, oh, like we all did, along with it. And that like, one I didn't really so much. I didn't actually ever have. I only uh, had like the re-release uh, copies of that, and the re-releases I don't think had any. Uh, all it had was just a little blurb about the. Oh, was it all right? Okay. About how when you die, like you gotta face the ringmaster, and the ringmaster. Oh is wait, like, yeah, okay, all he's right. Like a, no, a was... sin monster that's comprised of your sins, and that's why it worked really well. And this could be us. And, you know, I'm reading this Rick Rubin book, and I've, I've probably been talking about this on the podcast, but, like, he talks about, and a lot of people have touched on this, like, great works of art, any work of art, it gets defined more so by the people who consume it than the person oh, yeah. who made it. Yeah, oh, you know? And I, so I'm probably superimposing this, but it works so well because, like, He's talking about, he's like, go ahead, stab me, strike my heart. And he's laughing. And in the booklet, it talks about how when you die, what if you had to face a monster that was comprised of all your sins? Could you beat your sin monster? And to me, that track is you not being able to beat your sin monster and shit. You know what I mean? But then when I'm listening to it, it's also a bunch of random samples about like, you know, like probably a Dracula flick back in the day. I would think so. I will stand over you and bite your neck. Slowly bite your neck. But so good. Tell them of me now one day. I shall come for them. Nah, bro, listen. I remember, no, and this, let me tell you something. This is just further proof of what Juggalo lore basically became. Or or started as, and then would eventually become. I, maybe that's the better way to say it. Is, I remember seeing on websites talking about where, like, you gotta go to sleep and leave it on fucking repeat. Leave the Wingmaster's word on repeat, and then the Ringmaster will visit you in your sleep. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I tried to do it, and then just... This was the weird part, was... I woke up and it was super loud. And I don't remember doing that. But, at the same time, I also remember uh, having the fucking Jekyll Brothers candle and just, like, burning it out. It was like, ooh, it's gonna... Nothing happened. So, 
I just, it really sucks. Wait a minute, there was an are... official licensed Jekyll Brothers candle? you never seen those, bro? No, man. Oh, shit, hold on. So we're just gonna... I, I Hopefully, y'all out there are aware of the Jekyll... Oh, no, that says kennel. When Jekyll, Jekyll Brothers came out in 1999, Brothers I got, like, a, a dubbed copy from my homie who fucking had it on CD. Oh, yeah, bro. Wow, look at that. And oh, yeah, I had one of those fuckers, man. They're expensive as shit now. I could imagine. Oh, man, it's so, I'm salty. I want one. Um... Fucking oh boy! Okay, that didn't do nothing. Imbued with the magic of the dark carnival. The dark carnival. The uh, the, I remember it was funny because I I remember uh when they were making Dark Lotus. Excuse me. They were talking about how they would have Jekyll Brothers candles burning, and when they were doing their verses, the flames got all tall. Dude, the shit they used to write oh, on the I website. Oh, I know! Do you remember when they fucking did the six and they were talking about, about how the fucking... ravens, like, came and formed a oh, six thank in fucking the, uh... God, I am not the only person who remembers I remember that my, shit. my mom being concerned. Do you like, understand how great like... it is that they did that in an era? They had the fucking presence of mind to be like, who's gonna fucking know? <laughs> How many people live in that? Go there right now. Nobody fucking lives out there. What are you... Like, that was... No, because I wholeheartedly believe. In and that moment, I was like... You should... It's coming. The sixth is coming. For the younger jugs, uh, when the sixth uh, Joker's card was being recorded, ICP Notorious, and we probably said this on the last episode, has always had a fucking strong web presence. Oh, yeah. Cool oh, websites. Yeah. One of the first ones and, to do uh, it, quite they frankly. would spin the lore and the kayfabe crazy. Oh, yeah. And when they would... Heavy do, on the kayfabe. And when it was time for the sixth, they uh, would talk about, like, when they were recording it, they'd make posts. And one of the posts was that they were hanging out downtown, and then a flock of ravens all <laughs> swarmed them, and they looked in the mirror at the store they were chilling in front of, and it formed a six, right? That's what that's what the story was, yeah. I and I remember that too, and I remember being so excited. I was probably like thirteen, or maybe fourteen, and uh, my mom was like, "Why are you so fucking like? What is going on?" And I was like, "It's the end of the world. It's happening." And she's like, "What are you really in? like?" Because throughout my like my life, yeah, it was always one of these institutionalized moments. You're on drugs. Yo, what was yes? <laughs> All I want is just an ICP album. You wouldn't give it to me. Uh-huh. No, no. But, like, throughout most of our lives, like, or m millennial juggalos, like, every two to four years, juggalos. every fucking two to four years, <laughs> your podcast name right millennial there. Millennial juggalos. There it is. So, like, every two to four years, there'd be a new controversy. It really was just their own, like, press that they were doing oh, to make your parents mad. And oh, yeah. it worked effectively oh, yeah. every time. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> it was, like, because ICP, they really started to understand during this time, I think, that if you do things in a kind of shocking way, that it'll get people's attention, and then they're just watching, period. Yeah. So, like... Because, obviously, I'm pretty sure Fago came out of around this era. I don't know that they were actually throwing Fago during Carnival of Carnage. Well, according to, from, you know, from Jay. I haven't book, read the book in such a long time. Yeah, because I was listening to the audiobook. It sounds like, it sounds like in the Carnival of Carnage era is when the Fago was 
born, but by this time, juggalos are like a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Now exactly. they're doing shows in Ohio and shit. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? This, I don't know if there was this old clip on YouTube from this era of them playing in like a gym. You ever seen that? I think I may and have. Like, I've seen a lot like of different crazy old fucking, videos. Uh, basketball fucking. Uh, See, you want to know what I think a big part of this is with a lot of these grassroots groups is uh, we got some raspberry parfait in the house, just in case anybody it heard. It was the, a raspberry parfait. Ah, the kind you find at the dispensary store. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Why did that work so well? Because I sing it all day. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. But so, no, like, because I remember Suicide Boys kind of had it like this, too. Like, when back in these early days when you're in these areas where there's just not fuck all to do, and then a show comes to town, and then it's like, oh, well, fuck it. Let's go show, let's go through and check it out. Like, that's why the best shows happen at, like, skate parks or fucking Denny's or, like, because it's not supposed to be a show there but the fact that there's something going down there and then people come through like dude there was a place did you ever play um united front company with us once oh yeah yeah i Lori's birthday party yes correct yes. i played in the and because i did not have a set i played in the absence of sanity over from back yeah to front so i the did, only time i've ever done that. man i we could do a podcast about that fucking oh, supposed, i was supposed to go on tour with that that was a hell like, which one around the rebel yeah yeah no shady. i only met he shady, was shady I only met him a couple of times. I met him at Bob's house. Bob used to work with him for a while. Yo, he worked with everybody at, at one point. Yeah, I honestly don't remember hearing that much about him, but I do remember him being this kind of person that, like, he was cool to me. But then you hear about this kind of person at a distance where you're kind of, like, not sure about them. And so, but you don't really interact with them, so it kind of doesn't matter. Like, oh, this person doesn't affect my life. I'm not going to really think that heavily on it. But I do feel like I heard some things about him where he might have been a little bit, um, like, questionable. But not even in, like, a particularly bad way. Just kind of like... I think it just happens when you... You have, like, two choices when you... I never knew the guy, like, literally at all. I think I met him three times. Yeah, he just, uh... Ran is a little stable, a little strange. But we ain't talking about Orion the Rebel. We're talking about... Uh, We're talking about a, a, a Ringmaster the Rebel. Yeah, a Ringmaster the Rebel. But so I remember there was a time where there was, like, <coughs> because of Heckles and Macabre, that the, the Six Jokers card was going to be the Mighty Heckler. Ah, that was a, That's deep cut online juggalo the, shit right there. The Mighty Heckler. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it would have made as much sense as anything else, but I, I think that this era of ICP was when they really started to come into their own lyrically. and they. Really you know what I thought that like, they were into? Realist, it was, I thought they were into some kind of Asian mysticism between, like... I would have only thought that from, like, uh, Malenko on. And that's what I was just going to say. Not this album, but, like, Tunnel of Love on that's when they started talking about ninjas and like fucking 
telling us not like I mean I guess there is the some song truth named to Ninja that. on it. Well no that's yeah. true, but I mean he also just And then I took like no, I was also like... ten years old when I got the album and I was just like I just like took the dedicated to the butterfly and then the talk of like ninjas and shit and I was yeah. just like Well no I will tell you right now what a time to be listening to that shit. You really Riddle can't well, no, that uh, when you did not know what the fuck these people were about. He had so many elements going on. There's like a quasi religious thing going on is fucking... I, but you have to wonder if... But before, were they but, really looking at it like it, like that in that time frame? Do you think back then it was really being looked at that way? I think... No, I think that they were they're incredibly incredibly intuitive artists where they knew that it was going to reach some kind of zenith and they didn't know what that was going to be yet. So they followed every inclination of just keeping it as vague as possible. Well, no, because you, know you want to know mean? what? I will but also, also say, at the same time, very detailed. I put it to you like this. I had never thought of it like this. But I correct me. I could be wrong about this. But I believe that they did not actually create a six Joker's cards mythos until after Ringmaster. Because I don't know that... Ringmaster in the original liner notes because it would have came out in 93, which means the original liner notes would have been a tape. Mm-hmm. So would, that would have been the OG way to get CDs would have essentially been a repress eventually. But I don't think that it actually had the... Because you remember at the bottom it would have the empty One squares with, the, the, with, the, yes. with the empty squares with the question yeah. marks. So I don't know if they had that for Ringmaster. And it's an interesting story because when you had said how you thought that it's possible that they kind of came up with the idea of the second deck almost on the fly. I think that maybe it could have been in that same direction where they had the aesthetic and Ringmaster followed that, but they didn't know that it was going to be part of this specific mythology until... And who's to say? Because I don't know if they've ever gone... I don't know if he's ever actually gone into detail about that specifically, but... Because I, I really do think in this time they they went way harder on the carnival imagery, thousand percent, and the carnival like like the clown part of it. Every every sense of the word, totally. The music, the way everything looked, yeah, thousand percent. And so I think that it's it's interesting though because so many different fucking motifs on this album specifically um, got repeated throughout the albums for so many years. The looms, the wagons. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, you could. It could say the maggots. Which, by the way, I have to wonder so good. whose idea do you think that it was? Like one for the maggots, or for the maggots? I guess it's just the song, but for the maggots, ringmaster's word, uh, the dead one. Do you think that that was all? ICP coming up with that and finding those things, digging in the crates, or do you think that was Mikey Clark? I think it was predominantly, I think it was a mix of both. And Well, obviously, but I just, I have to wonder, like, do you think that they just had, like... That, well, making records, honestly, man, and we've both made them ourselves, so, like, it's chicken and the egg, you know? Like, I I was in a group with three people, and one of the guys made the beats, and then we wrote... It, it happened every single way. It happened where I would come up with a bass line and then I'd call up Porto, like we have this right, song, right, and, right, and I was okay. like, 
you know, I was like, I have a bass line, do 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 do, and then he comes up with that, or like I find a sample that I like, and then I'm like, hey, and then I show him that, and then he flips it, or he can comes up with something that hits me up, you know, like. Right. So I don't really know. I know that they it's heavy collaboration because there did is they, this video say, from he, No, go on, I'm sorry. I was going to say there's more video you can find online on YouTube um, from this era. It's really actually uh, the end of Brittle uh, Ringmaster era cuz it's them working on Toy Box and it's Mikey Clock just like going loops over and over again and Jay's just sitting there writing and and rapping and the bass is so loud you can't even fucking hear what he's really saying uh, but yeah i think i think and uh and shaggy too he was there too you know did like, it say I, in the did it say in behind the paint how long they record how long it took to record ringmaster no but i'm gonna guess probably like close to a year i mean okay. you gotta remember these guys are doing analog sound they, oh, when they sure. when they chopped loops they were chopping loops it wasn't oh like, yeah you know, oh no, a thousand percent you know I'm sure not well, and, but more so but, just like I have to wonder, because they also, you know, I'm sure Carnival Carnage did get them a certain amount of traction, but um, they were still pretty early in their career at that point. Yep, this was when they really start, got, like, the um, the newsletter going, you know what I mean? That like, was one of out. the things I thought was really cool, and I genuinely think that it's exactly what set ICP apart. Oh, yeah. Is that they had this actual fan club that they were running for a long time themselves. And I think that's because of Rob... I think, you know, I, I almost said money, Jesus Christ. I think that, uh, I think Joe seen Rob and his, like, you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons background and how inclusive and, like, you know, that, like, newsletters, all that, that world is and how yeah, sustainable. Because no, no, he's a smart man, you know what I mean? Like, any, I think he's seen, like, oh, there's longevity if you keep people, in, in, right. you know, included in that. Right. And also wrestling, because wrestling would have, like, different wrestling mags would have, um, newsletters and stuff like that too and i think he was like i want to marry this like the lore of like these uh games that like you know rob's playing because he says in the book too that like that influenced him and that's such a crazy mix when you think like oh yeah oh, you know you're sure. in the hood you're white trash you're playing fucking D D and doing gangster rap you know what i mean like like I, that, listen man i think that at this that's point, how you end up with ringmaster at the end of it <laughs> no, quite frankly i mean it it really was a it was it really was this crazy like because i feel like carnival was the ignition and then ringmaster was the takeoff yeah whereas riddle box is where they actually exited the stratosphere and then Malenko is when they fucking got into orbit, and now they will, you know, orbit the planet forevermore. Yeah. So, I mean, uh. fucking Ringmaster really has this, like... It really does have a lot of grit to it, where, like, it just... It, it seems like an album that is being made by, like crazy fucking clowns like it just yes. carnival of carnage was it felt a little bit more like over the plate so yeah to speak. a thousand was, percent because it was would, subversive for sure but, but it was that was them, it was that exactly. was them going to a studio yeah. they rent out the time they record the song and then in that process mike clock 
helped. Like they, they, they were like, oh, he was like, I see this. I want to be part of this. And then this album is him joining the band, essentially. And they, they would have said that in so many words that like Mikey Clock likes Diamond. Like that I'm is. I'm sure he's like you know? he's doing. I think like some kind of DJ set at the gathering this year. Oh, Mike Clock. I believe Dude, so. I love it. And if remember when the they bring him out sometimes back oh, yeah. in the day and oh, do absolutely. that shit? No, uh, bro, I remember at the fucking. He did. Stop. He was there for the fucking. Not only for just the um. The Bang Pow Boom tour. Because I remember that specifically. Didn't they have Tempest back in the day, too, maybe? He may well have been. Because he did that album. That was the first album they came back to to work together. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, But in any case, no. I I actually remember that they did that for a little while after that. That at least Bang Pow Boom and maybe one or two albums after that, two tours. Um, Mikey Clark was there with the big plastic. Yeah, around his decks. Yeah. yeah, and he would dress like a mad uh, yeah. scientist. Yes. Yes. Yo, I wish they kept with those mixtapes, man. No, dude. I honestly mix you volume know what? one and two were fucking nasty. I really, I think that it's gotten to a point where he also made a kid rock song that uh, you know went fucking triple platinum oh, yeah. and then now he just sits in plush leather leather shares and does I, passion I, projects i, I can't know, remember like, who, I, I somebody told me that mikey clark fucking almost gave that track to somebody else allegedly this is what i said to you because oh, I, okay because I, I watched right. the micp network so much jay <laughs> when he was pretty fucked up was talking about how he was supposed to get that beat and that is like a type of throwaway ICP beat that like Mike Clock would make, right? Uh, well, I mean, I yo, I've li- I like a, all me and you, me and Max have had some arguments, boy, about throwaway ICP songs. And fucking, <laughs> I love them all, you know, like. But you could definitely I, see that being like a Mountain Girl esque type song. Oh where, no, but like, you want to know what wasn't? But that... then he went fucking ching. Kid Rock will take this seriously. <laughs> Let me. I thought that. Well, whatever it was that happened, I good for Mike Clark because that again, you fucking that's like some people you only got to get one song that's it. and then you're set for life. Yeah, so. and but he already was. Willie was Willie Bubba Ringmaster era or is that Riddlebox era? Willie Bubba is Ring uh, Ring uh, Riddlebox. Okay, it, it seems like it's yeah. more it seems more yeah. Riddleboxy because it's more like their flow was a lot more like hip hop and like. They were getting a lot more uh, like solid with it, whereas I do think that Ringmaster's lyrics hold up. It's, it's like, experimental in many ways. Like oh, a the thousand way, the, way, the way you would you would dancing around it, like it sounds like Mad Clowns making it, which is absolutely true. But I think the word is experimental because like you know fucking Dead One and uh, Ringmaster's word, they're like five minute long, like half instrumental well, songs. Ra- well, know? Ringmaster's word isn't even that long, and the Dead One is maybe it just feels that long. The, well, the ring, I, I, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I have, I don't even listen to that song most of the time anymore. But um, no, I will say that, you know, they did stick to the the, the Joker's card formula. Did no, you they did it exactly to it the same on, way. on tape or on CD? I did have it on tape initially. So yo, what that used to freak and, me the oh, yeah, fuck ending, out. You're yeah, dead, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> click, uh, that click. It would get you every time. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes, man. sir. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> no, but you want to know what, bro? It speaks to the kind of fucking artists that they were because oh, yeah, they, they knew that yes. that's how people were consuming their music. Yep, and that's the way to like, do it, yeah. There was, which it's also to say, I'm 99% sure, I just can't remember exactly which ones, but do you remember how on CD players, 
where yeah I know I'm sorry I was that's baby, all right. I was babysitting the fucking joint um do you remember how with CD players they would like a song would end and then it would be negative zero and then the numbers would like count down into the song yeah that would be the intro I'm pretty sure ICP had that shit going on like only a few bands did that Limp Biscuit did it uh, I think Marilyn Manson did it and I'm pretty sure ICP had done it at some point and I just like ICP really in this era like and especially I think ICP was genuinely like kind of creepy in this era like I feel like it started to become a little bit more cartoonish and a little bit more dramatized from Riddlebox on but like songs like The Smog or fucking which granted that's Terror Wheel but that same era um, schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. No, well, schizophrenic. I think is it's just pretty fun. funny. Yeah. Schizophrenic is just a fun song, but no. Um, Amy's in the attic. That's the one. Um, right there. Mental Warp was uh, obviously, like you said, that was Tunnel of Love era, so that was around then. But um, I'm also, Mr. Johnson's head. I feel like it. People just kind of look at it. Mr. Johnson's Head really was a song that was in many ways ahead of its time. Yeah, I like, think I, that's why <coughs> they did the... Because I like the hot take. I like the remix more. I know. The, that's the one. Because so I feel like that's the when... The remix like, is the one where it's a little bit gruffer. A little, like... Is gruff the right word? There's a little bit distortion to the yes. voice. And, I uh, like that version it's more, so too. so good. It's super dark. You know what I mean? They stripped down the production and they made it uh, like, and I think because they just, I mean, there's a reason why he did it because like he, no, he, but you he probably ruminated on it and was like, yo, th- this well, is no, how I really he wanted always, to do it. If there's one thing that I remember about Behind the Paint, it's the fact that Jay was made to feel like he was stupid by the people that, in the school system where he was. Yeah. And it's hard to deny that the American school system did not operate on punishment and reward. Yeah. Oh, a thousand For, You know, percent. especially back then. Yeah. And so he was super disenfranchised with school, which is completely fucking understandable, especially considering in that area, fucking trying to deal with post- uh, World War II prosperity and then drop off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... Yeah, to be in public school in uh, Detroit in the 80s. But really think about it. 90s. I, everybody wants to be so fucking woke about... Oh, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, Christopher Columbus. This was in 90 fucking 4 or yeah. 5. I can't remember exactly what year. But he was... They've been been on this shit where it's like... The fucking yeah, the, ICP the was the is first. Not, you're being lied to in your in school. Yeah, and the idea like he hung a rebel flag. I cut his bigot head off and I stuffed it in my bag. Yeah, like there's it, you don't see it as much anymore, but I guarantee that racist teachers. That's a thing. Oh, definitely. So I just the idea that I really do love that racism has always been this like nah fuck that we don't like you, you ain't welcome here they like that kind of shit well starting in the 70s in america well i mean uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. look first of all i i was just talking about uh, juggalo shit i mean 
No, I was just being facetious. But yeah, you're right, though. Well, because like, it. Well, I mean, in America, in, the, in, in our like, life, in our lifetime, you know what I mean? It's always been like you know. Well, no, I'm just cool. saying. I think that it's really weird how like. For such a long time, ICP was looked at as nobody was like that. Was literally they were able to build an entire fucking excuse me, an entire like a story, an entire mythos on this idea of like righteous punishment. But the only thing that anybody saw was the violence. Nobody ever seemed to notice like, oh, who are you being violent to, so to speak? The idea that the, it's meant to be artistic. Like it's pretty fucking crazy that in all this time, they've always completely maintained the exact same fucking, like, they never changed their story. Yeah. It's always been the same. And, I, like, I don't know, man. I really did connect with this album a lot more than uh, Carnival of Carnage. And even in some ways, uh, more than a lot of the other ones, just because I consumed it so much when I was in uh, ninth grade. And that was when I really started to find Juggalo shit. And because I had like known about it before, but I hadn't really gotten that deep into it. And Ringmaster was an album that genuinely did feel like mystical. Like when you're a kid and when you like get a tape from a fucking, you know, like I'm pretty sure I got it at the uh, Union Jacks in Seaside Heights. <coughs> that was just it felt palpable like the magic it felt fucking real and right from the fucking like i said that intro was it, it, like recreating sounds like that takes fucking effort and making this thing of just like oh yeah so you're gonna be trapped in wax and fucking brought around to the fucking the world to, for everybody to be seen and you're just sitting there as a fucking little kid like dude uh-uh. fucking like I, dead I, one I, is what got me I know I dude I cause just the thought of like being dead oh and, yeah like now my you have my tongue's so dry I think it's rotting out my mouth cause you wanna know it, what if you had ever done any athletics in the not summer the, it's not the felt that shit it's not the descriptions it's the throwaway ad libs where he's like maybe I gotta go you know what I mean? Like, he's like, I don't want to die. Like, he's really talking. This is, again, me probably projecting. But I feel like, I feel like Jay, because it's just like he's clearly the brainchild behind, like, this whole thing. Like, he's uh, always had that vein throughout of mental illness. You know what I mean? Like, That thinking, is a thing, by the way. It is, there is a mental disorder. We you think you're dead. Yeah. yeah, and, like... I don't know his specific diagnosis, but like, you know, he might have gone through that at one point, or in the very case, had the presence of mind to think people think like that, and you know. I think once you've dealt with a certain amount of mental illness, you're able to understand that almost anything is possible in that way. Yeah, and I think that's like why schizophrenia is real, and if schizophrenia is real, that means literally anything. And that's is possible. why like, that's why <laughs> ICP's music. You can't like categorically call it psychedelic, but there is something no, to how it navigates the psych so well yeah. and so simple, but so well and so effective. 
You know what I mean? I think that that's only for certain people in certain wavelengths, though, because I think a lot of people look at ICP's music and they're not able to. You have to, yeah, but you don't get that off, uh, you know, fucking, you know, uh, Hocus Pocus Jokus ride. You have to go through the whole fucking. Oh, no, for sure. But that's also why I'll say, like, I think that this album really. It displayed what fucking wicked clown what a wicked clown was supposed to be much more effectively than carnival and carnage did like for the fact of the idea that chicken hunting was first on this album and i'm gonna go on record that i like the riddle box version better yeah but with that said they knew that they were on to something with the call and response and with the fucking redneck shit and fucking Dude, some of the, this album has some of the best choruses of all fucking time. Oh, yeah. Yo nuts, we want your nuts. We'll oh, itch and scratch and bite your nuts. Yo nuts, we want Oh, it's nuts. so fucking silly. Please, oh, please fuck dirty sluts. So good. Yo, oh, my lord. It was, um, I, it, it, I will never, this is one of these things where it's actually kind of funny because I think I went on record saying the last time that there's nothing profound about love songs. However, I will say, it's kind of like, have you ever, you've seen Grandma's Boy, obviously. Yes. I don't know if you ever saw the, um, the or listened to the, the commentary, but they said one of the things about it that was really funny was the first word in the movie is fuck. Because uh, they're playing the video game. Fuck! Stop hitting me! Yeah. And so... I really, this song, so I wrote this song, this song is dedicated to the love that is expressed between you and I, so just sit back and enjoy. Ayo, bitch! Uh. Like, it's just, it's the most ignorant shit of all time, and it's so good. Dude, that's why I said at the top, uh, it reminds me of Dice Clay in so many ways. And you want to know what, I gotta tell you, I'd be willing to bet that... Jay was the kind of guy that, and I know that there has to be truth to this because my father was in many ways this kind of person, but in a different way, kind of people that would like hang out around record shops and record stores and like places where music and art and entertainment like congregated. Because in that way, because you, the way you've laid it out, it really is. There's so many different things that within ICP structure really do so well correlate to what was going on around at the, the time. time and yeah. i have found so much in my own work and i'm sure you have as well that there's always representation of what you have going on around you yeah and what you're consuming at the time yep and it's like whether or not you're doing it on purpose is just like this is what i'm affected by this is my thing and i like ringmaster really does capture that like i feel like Ringmaster does feel like it comes from RoboCop's Detroit. Does that make sense? No, it, no, it makes total sense, yeah. And especially with, like, the ancillary fucking EP, like, the smog, that's definitely RoboCop's Such Detroit, dude. Such a good fucking song, too. Yeah. And again, like, that was... I remember being a teenager. And that's more the, still... like, you know, hap- it's just, like, this social commentary, too, which well, but, is so dope. So but think what... about it like this, though. Because when you're a teenager, you're starting to actually get a sense of the world for real. But people like us, and whether or not this is mental illness or it's just our sense of wonder in the world, 
we believe in more paranormal things and possibilities and whatever. And so because of that, the time when you're a teenager where like, you know that certain things aren't possible, but a lot of things are still maybe possible. There was like, I mean, for real, as a teenager, I used to genuinely like, I listen to an album like Ringmaster and then think to myself like, fuck, I wonder what Violent J is doing today. Yeah. What kind of insane, crazy, like, just dumping people into a fucking trunk off the fucking side of the highway <laughs> off before a motel, before, before he goes to the motel, yeah. moving his butt cheeks up and down. Uh, Daddy walked in. And he's a sick clown. clown. No, and that's uh, a song where like, it's so fucking crazy that it's just, and the beat is so good too. Oh yeah, just yeah I that seen fucking, that. I seen that live. Because uh, it's almost like you ever seen them do that. You ever seen them do that I live? I don't know if I have seen Hell, that song. They did live. it on the Hell's Pitch uh, tour. I'm Wait, they positive. did? I'm pretty positive. Fuck, oh, I remember that. That is possible. Yeah. I've seen so many shows with ICP at this point. Is my thing is, I genuinely, I have enough shows and enough stripes where, and even in enough different places and enough even little one-off type shit, where just about any song that you can say that they've performed live, there is an outside chance I've seen it. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did a, they, they killed it though. It's such a good beat live. So Although I so. will say at the very least, um, I did not see the Carnival of Carnage show. No. Not many did. Did not, did not see that one. Which again, I did. That's I, I, I granted. That's a you know. That's, that's supposed a heavy, to be a fucking whole documentary. That's a, oh no! I, look, you want to know what? I try to be respectful and just not bring it up because oh. I wasn't heavily invested in it in the first Where's place. Where's my crime family album? Where's my documentary? Where's my Bloody Brothers? Oh uh, well, no, Bloody Brothers. I just kind of <laughs> Bloody Brothers were a lesson for me. I'm just like. Don't this ever is, expect anything. Well, and, just have no expectations. And appreciate anything you get. Exactly. Like, the walking home thing. I'm not even... Walking I, like, home. I forgot about that. No, well, listen, bro. Tierra's a part of it. Yeah. And so I have massive love for that shit. And they do still... Like, he still has it. And they're still like... He could potentially do more with it. But I think... Like, something that you have to understand, I think, or at least appreciate with Jay is that sometimes just the fucking spirit takes him and he just fucking goes with it. And no shit, just, yeah. It like, because you want to know what? Let look me at tell you Look at supervillains, man. Speaking of fucking supervillains, bro, have you listened to the Three-Headed Monster album? Yes. Bro, I was genuinely impressed with a good number of those songs. There were a couple that were like, I didn't love necessarily, but let me tell you something. Number one, um, all three of them together work better than I expected. I remember saying on the last episode where you were telling me about that, that I was like, I'm very curious to see what that would be like and what that what them three rapping together would sound like. And I love the structure of the album, how they like have some collab tracks, but also solo it tracks. It takes everybody out of their element just oh, a little sure. bit. And, no, but listen, know, bro. Like, that's what's I'm nice gonna tell you right it. now, kicking the bass is one of the first songs Ouija's done where I'm legit like that was real good. I like that song. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And fucking not even just that, but rubble. That song is fucking fire. I like bro. the fucking uh, the Rubble that. is ridiculous. No, I don't, I don't, Ouija needs to rap like that fucking all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I like, and I will also say, I think that with Jay, same thing. 
Everybody wants to hate on him for fucking doing the Toads cover, or is that what the, the name of the band? The Possum song. Possum. Yeah. I like let him do. His I don't thing. know the actual song. It, it wasn't it's like I'm not gonna lie. You never. No, heard I know. I I no. I don't know the original. Um, and I sometimes I, it's uh, yo like when that when that was playing. Vicky literally, my girlfriend Vicky asked me literally to turn the fucking thing off <laughs> because like it's pretty bad. Now pretty you want to know what I people can. My, this is my thing. He wants to do what he, he wants to do. He must have had so some magic in the studios before, or he really can't sing anymore. Because there was a time where Jay could kind of sing, you know, a little bit. I well listen. You know, I, like, quite frankly, the a uh, little bit. <laughs> I know, and you want to know what? Maybe that's what it was. I don't. And who who's letting it happen? That's the other. Who's sitting behind the board? Bro, like, yo, let, let, that let, is it like it right there. Who is really gonna tell him no? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> And Probably Shaggy, if, that's about I, it. No, you're right, you which know. I And he's love. not on the project, so. And you want, oh, no, yes, he is. Yeah, for that one song. I mean. Is that there. really a say? Like, whenever I seen that, like. Well, yeah, but they did that because it's like, nah, Shaggy is still here. He's yeah. just fucking, he didn't rap on this album. Because you have to understand, man, this is one of these things that I love where they are still able to, and quite frankly, Jay in particular, this is my big thing, in 20 23 Violent J can still rap and he can still rap pretty well yeah like that to me I'm sorry I genuinely find that extremely impressive he can still spit on the level that he did when he was I think that he's got verses within the last this album and the last year or two that maybe not necessarily Bloody Sunday I don't I, I tried but that 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 album needed to happen but it, it hurt uh-huh. In any case, fucking, he's still able to fucking spit in 2023. And I seriously think that's cool. Oh, and by the way, depending on when this comes out, um, Shaggy the Airhead was the last person on the tour whose name I couldn't remember. And I may have even forgotten that Free Will was on the tour, even though I brought Free Will up like a minute later. But I didn't think Shaggy, Shaggy the Airhead was on the tour because he's going to be on the Shaggy tour. But apparently he's doing both. I just didn't realize that was the case. Fucking seriously, I mean, the dude is fucking putting himself out there. Like, I, quite frankly, his merch is the, like, the headiest fucking shit. Oh, Lazy and Crazy. Oh, yeah, Lazy and Crazy is the fucking, is the fucking connect, bro. Yeah. Like, that to me is the only shit that I can wear it. And everywhere I go, everywhere I go, people are like, damn, bro, that's dope. Yeah. Like... It's it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, it makes it too easy. Like, it's so fucking loud and crazy looking. Yeah. And I also will say that circling back to, like, Juggalo shit based, you know, through Ringmaster is that, like, the fucking lazy and crazy style. I feel like ICP probably took some inspiration in some way from those kinds of, like, old-timey cartoons. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like that, that ringmaster face has that kind of like I don't know, just that like you know angry cartoon face. Yes, uh, yeah, I get Which, that. Because it's like it really does feel like something that is just they, no, really they are, are so they, ubiquitous at this point. They right? all, they all. No, I said that last time, but not like a uh, not a comic strip, but like they're, they're menacing fucking. They did have one back then. 
what, a comic strip? Well, the, the, the Beverly Hills comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ups and downs of the Wicked Clowns. Oh, yeah. Hey, they fucking yeah. did it, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, in particular, Ringmaster, way more of a, uh, like, Carnival of Carnage, the way the face looked, it was still more, like, graph, kinda, almost, and then Ringmaster, it's way pointed, but still representing Kang culture with the fucking Yeah, oh, yeah, and, now, and you wanna know like, what, I, here's my thing, let me tell you something, I genuinely, it goes to show how fucking bout it, bout it that whole crew was, because they literally were fucking jumping out for the whole world to see and being like, technically we're saying fuck both of y'all. <laughs> I mean we're not, but we kind of are. So what's good? <laughs> and they fucking held shit down. Like the idea that they have maintained over the amount of time that they have, it's like. It's one of these kinds of crazy things where I understand why they would have to fight for the removal of the gang to the gang label. It's not even close to good for business, and it does affect a lot of people that do not approach Juggalo shit in that way. But you can ask people like Boyle. Cut that, to ABK's album. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's that, right. And so again, you in a gang. And this is the <laughs> fucking no. And this is the fucking problem because I have always tried to be objective about this shit and be like, so do we just really ignore that that he literally said, "Do you wear the hatchet, man? You're in a gang in that order." Like. In that, like, not even, and does your crew's name originate in Illinois? Do you cross your enemies out with a K? Yeah, if that is, I, bro, I hung with fucking gang members. That is gang shit. Yeah, like it blows my mind that it's the, it's this kind like this cognitive dissonance of just like. <laughs> Cut to them marching on the Washington <laughs> Monument. Well, no, but and so here's the problem. They're, it's fucking ICP. That's like one of the greatest pies in the face of all fucking time. Like, I really. I wish I was at that. No, I do. And too, you know what's bro. funny? I regret it. I if only for not. If only for the ability to have said that I was there for I that. I convinced event. several of my OGs to go and then didn't go. I because that it was, sounds very fifty. Yeah, because I. Some people are more important than me. A lot of people are more important yeah. than me. And yeah. like I was like, Bapo, like you have to be there. It's not like should you be there? It's yeah. like this is your life. And like you might be, because it's how I look at things, like you might be somebody who sit who prevents someone from getting in a fight. And that would be very important for making us not look like the ultimate white trash at the Interesting, which Washington is funny Monument, because when you know. that happened, we were the more well-behaved group of the two that were there that day, apparently. Yep. So, that is dope. And that's because, like, well, we talk about how art gets bigger than, you know, what, what's intended. And they're like, yeah, we're gang shit. And then, like, everybody who formulated it, yeah, there's a good cross-section of straight-up white trash gang members, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is, but, like, there's also so many different fucking, uh, you know, kinds of people, like, ravers and, you know, artists no, and, like, and I'm, not, I'm not on a Juggalo podcast talking, you all know who you are and what you do, but, like, 
it, it is interesting as hell how they the cognitive dissonance like you said like it's straight up and down blatantly well, listen, like this is let me tell we you are something, clown bro. gang members this is well because that's is why i would say thing. clown soda cult gang because that's what it let is. me tell you something bro the, it's always been so clear and simple why you would be able to call juggalos a gang and it's not about any number of them that are selling drugs or committing crimes or anything like that. That, that has nothing to do with it. It might not still be this way. Because I haven't really traveled like that. I don't really... I haven't had to rely on the culture like that and rely on the community like that like I did when I was younger. But a thousand percent when I was younger, this was absolutely a true reality, was that you could go to any major American city, any major American city, LA, Houston, fucking uh, Las Vegas, um, Phoenix, uh, uh, fucking, uh, lots in Arizona, anywhere in Ohio, fucking, any, the, the North, anywhere, if you had a hatchet man on, and you whooped at somebody because it wasn't fucking corny back then. Because everybody's too fucking cool to do it now. Too um, cool to whoop. I'm I'm not. But in any case, fucking if you if you are a juggalo and you go to another city, you get and you get linked up with a juggalo, you're plugged into that city. I've done it. Like I remember going out to Denver and then immediately getting plugged in and hanging with people that like fucking. I didn't have money, but if I had money, I could have gotten fucking drugs. I could have gotten gun, fucking whatever. Because juggalos are a certain kind of person. A lot of juggalos come from fucked up environments, and so because of that, a lot of people just live these lives, and that's how it goes. And that's why ICP speaks to them because it's like talking about shit that just. You, that, that a lot of the rest of the fucking society, like, that, that, even for a large part for me, I haven't experienced much of it myself. I've seen a lot of it at the periphery, and I've experienced some of it. But, like... You know what also came of this album is, um, like, embracing scrub qualities and shit. Yeah. Like, they... Yeah. Bl- love talking about fucking ugly women on this. Oh, it's yeah. Like, that's, like, half oh, the yeah. album, like... And that's, it's so funny. Well, I know, and, which, know, by the like, way... They had a firm grasp on what is funny. You I know don't... Know I uh, mean? No, I... Oh, my and God. beating ugly women. Beating Take ugly... Notes. Beating ugly women. They're not getting is. laughs. They just get a fucking... Just find an ugly bitch and slap her. That's right, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. I they Don't actually do that. Like, that's a bad idea. You'll, you'll get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't endorse uh, hitting women. I think we were talking about the the, the Dear ICP track from Oh, my time. fucking like, God. That all of that shit, bro. <laughs> it just is uh, every so much from this fucking album. I yeah, bitch. I admit it. I'm quick to I hit, hit a, a woman. woman hey. hey, but that's okay. Cause bitch, I'm violent J. Uh, I'm a Southwest Mac Daddy juggler. And you're nothing but a two-bit stankin' hoe. Yeah. But I love you, and I hope you realize that. I don't care about the hair growing out your back. Yo, it's amazing. Oh my god. No, what do you say? And then your ugly bitch turns into Karen White. I'm not sure who that was. I don't know who Karen White is. I'm, uh, I, I'm not either. I'm assuming she's hot. Was she? I don't know who, whatever the letters to Cleo name lady was. She. she you got, know what's funny is. She got I, talked about a lot. I, this is going to make you laugh. I didn't know the band Letters to Cleo. So I thought. Never he heard was, one song. I him. thought he was talking about 
Miss Cleo, the fucking I call think me I, now. I may have thought that for a brief I period. 100% I 100% thought that. I was like, why is Jay obsessed with fucking Call me now. For, oh, my Lord. <laughs> and that's what made him even more crazy in my head. Like, oh my Lord. yo, the lettuce to Cleo, bitch. That is too fucking funny. Uh, no, look, you want to know what? I think that Ringmaster had so much of like... I mean, really, think about it. The, for the Maggots was such a weird fucking song. I love that song so much, man. Get it gets me. into situations like this anyway. Yeah. Careful, Careful, little boy. boy. What, like, I did, like, what was that? I think they're talking about John Kick Jazz, specifically. Because they're talking about how he sold out for a bitch and, and all that oh, shit. Oh, okay. And I'm 99% sure that song is about Well, no, because you want to know what, Pure speculation, but listen to no, the lyrics. No, because, listen, on Ringmaster, one of the best fucking parts of that album. Because this is one of the reasons why ICP has always been dope. They say, you know, in Malenko they did it, and on this album it was great. Check it out, man. Yo, I can remember back in school. Back in, back elementary, in elementary school. school. Yeah, shit used to be cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was all about shooting dice and playing dodgeball and oh, shit, you know? Shit. But then something happened, man. Everybody grew up. Yeah. Now ain't nothing to say. Yeah. Like this one punk motherfucker. The same motherfucker that I used to... I, that I was trading G.I. Joes with and playing kickball. Mm-hmm. He's gonna run up on me and throw a gang sign talking Talk about... He's getting did. ready to find my, my head, head and shit. shit. Well, fuck you, you know? Like, see, what I love about that shit was that kind of attitude and then also the... Uh, like I said from Malenko, like, you actually have to be around a little bit of, whether or not you're actually part of one, you have to be around gang culture to recognize that there are, like, fake thugs out there yeah. that, like, want to rep a gang, but they're like, you ain't about that life. That's yeah. where that comes from, pretty much. Like, the idea that when you're actually around gang culture and you recognize, like, you know, fucking dog, I peels caps. That's oh, the other same. side of it. Huh. Cause like yeah. you ain't gotta be gangster to like live around gang. It members. reminds me of uh, Cypress Hill, another one of my favorite groups. Um, from um, Throw Your Set, when he's like, "Oh, what set you claim? You know what I'm talking about?" I think so. Cause he goes at the beginning. You know the song "Throw Your Set in the Air." Oh yeah. Wave it around like you just don't care. At the beginning of that song, it's a skit. And it's a young kid walking up to Send Dog, and he's like, I'm trying to be down, you know, I'm right, trying to. Right. And he's like, Oh, you want to be down with this set? And he's like, What set you claim? And then he punches him in the face, and then, like, he's like, Get him and get him. And then they all fucking. They all beat his ass right, and shit. Right. And it's like Cypress Hill, another early 90s band. Like, they had that creepy atmosphere. That's, well, so you know? that's what that's I was going to say. I, like Cypress Hill a lot. I think that might be part of why people thought ICP was Mexican initially because they did have kind of a... And a blend of a style because Cypress Hill was a West Coast group but they had like very much an East Coast sensibility about them and the the things they chose to sample in a time where a lot of it was Parliament Funkadelic samples or live keyboards you know what I mean like um, but anyways, we're not talking about Cypress Hill. We're talking about well, no, but I think that well for but, the time period, I and mean, that's listen, what, that goes back to what I'm saying about how they always reflected. They have always their entire career reflected what's in the zeitgeist musically. Yeah, popular. No, that's too. true, and that's, that's why it's point. so funny that like it's funny you would say that because I remember one of my kids saying, um, hearing a clown uh, dripping, and being like, "This is catchy," 
and I'm like, they stay relevant. God man. damn it, ICP, you've done it again. You've done it in, again. In the fucking in the 2020s. It's all the they do. They on on yeah. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> They've been sacrificing the uh, virgin babies. For, That's well, what the clown. You would blood imagine is. all babies are virgins, but. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Not I mean, all you would babies. Think, right? Well, I mean, I guess if they're being sacrificed, they might be wanting to, you know, like maximize the suffering. To yeah, yeah, exactly. More yeah. pure. Yeah. Seeing as that's apparently no what baby we're... virgins in this house. <laughs> Big baby virgins, right again. Big baby virgin. <laughs> Big... All right, what time is it, man? We gotta get the. Fu- I gotta get the fuck out of here soon. All right, no, fair enough. We are, uh, you know, we're. Uh... Yeah, that, that I'd say that fucking. Uh... Yeah, we're talking about baby virgins now, I think. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, we could have kept it flowing, but that just kind of threw a wrench in it, like, oh, wow, let's just leave the baby virgins right on the table. <laughs> just just, just let the let the audience decide what the fuck is Throw that them. baby virgin, cram them down in a riddle box, and we'll open <laughs> them up <laughs> next week. Uh, you want to know what, man? I think that, well, so, like, what is your favorite track from this album? Uh, One for the Maggots, definitely. Really? Yes. Or... <sighs> Probably that or House of Mirrors is really good too. House of Mirrors is dope. I don't know. I would say probably Get Off Me Dog. See, Get Off it's it's for me, if it's not Get Off Me Dog, it is Oh, who uh, asked you? Probably. Yeah. I'd probably say probably be like one for the maggots. It's so it's just one of those tracks that makes me want to fucking punch somebody in the mouth, dude. As soon as I hear no, that guitar, can... and it's such simple guitar. It's nothing like crazy, but it's just like it goes no, with I the feel beats, you. No, and then you get very... sucked into it, no, and then the fucking that. drums, bap 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 bap. And I've only seen that live, I think, once. And I, it was one of those, you know, some songs do it. They come on, you've been waiting to fucking oh, punch yeah. yourself in the face oh, to it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, sure yeah, do. Dude, the, yeah. No, and you want to know what one of those songs is? Is uh, definitely my easily my favorite from this album. It is Southwest song. Oh yeah, Southwest oh, song. Oh my fucking yeah. god! That's a, I, there's so that, many good songs on this album. It really, but. like, well, because that song to me really does paint this picture of like RoboCop's Detroit, like of just this place where like. And that also goes back to mental health. They're talking about depression, man. You know, like that's a Southwest song. You know, I think like, I'm in the corner of a circled room at about 13 in the afternoon. Yeah. It's like, and it's funny because. People would look at some shit like that and think that it's just like, uh, whatever. Like, I really do think that there is so much fucking, there really are a lot of profound lyrics with ICP if you choose to look. Although, I one gripe, the one gripe that I have with Southwest Song, unfortunately, is that if I started under, like, if I have to go, then you can take me fast. See, I started under and I'm sinking fast. So if the Joker's card is missing from your deck, then you know the rope has finally caught my neck. So you want to know what? Maybe not. Maybe I am wrong that they fully had that by Ringmaster. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But just like that one lyric, like, if I had to go, then you can take me last. I feel like that would have been like, I don't know. (laughs) But here's the other thing. Because I will also say I have had this happen for myself where I was having a hard time spitting something and then, or like, I've actually done this a bunch of times now where writing in my head where I will rhyme something and not even realize that I did it. And so like... I've done that a lot. It's fucking... It is a funny thing where, again, that's... 
for whatever reason that always irked me with with that song in particular but just I really like what I love about ICP and what always because you know eventually getting into rapping myself and you know initially listening to a lot of like you know like uh, you know Big Pun Big L fucking just a lot of East Coast shit Jada Kiss and the Locks and fucking everything in the fucking East Coast um like I held lyricism high and like Ringmaster really was an album where Lyric Beat stands up. Like after this many years, it really I don't think that I mean, sensibilities change and it is subjective obviously, but I genuinely do think from a lyrical perspective that like ICP and Jake particularly uh absolutely holds up uh this many years later. Where like uh a lot of stuff from back then I don't find to be as entertaining or as like uh, again lyrically just on that 90s shit was not my it's not my cup of tea once we got into like the uh, the, the, the late late 90s and the early 2000s that was when hip hop really started to get there but yeah I think we will uh, we, uh, we will keep this one uh, a little shorter we're obviously uh, now that we're not trying to uh, review the entire album and uh, make it a I think that maybe we're just trying to have like a ringmaster flavored conversation, but then we just kind of talk about whatever. Cause it's, I mean, honestly, it's hard to stay on track unless you want to just go song by song, which like, I mean, if this is, if, you know, juggalos are listening to this, you go listen to fucking ringmaster. You, you've heard it, you know it, you should know it by now. And like, I think that what was most important about that time period was just the like really solidifying wicked clown shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Carnival of Carnage was it, it could be considered an experiment almost, where they were like, we're gonna do this and see if it works, and then it felt right, and then they kept doing it. And Ringmaster was where it really was like, yep, nope, this is what you're doing for the rest of your life. Fucking buckle in, cause here yeah. you go. Yeah. And it really and it's good because there is so much of the shit from this era. Dead Body Man is actually technically. Right yeah, Terror Wheel, time. yeah. Right around this time. Isn't it so funny that Terror Wheel is a Moby album cover? I know. Huh? I didn't I didn't know that until like maybe three, four years ago. No. Like I was That's ICP in a nutshell right there too. Like, you know yeah. what? We're just gonna straight up <laughs> steal your album cover. <laughs> I mean it's like, oh what the fucking rap fans don't know about techno, they don't care. <laughs> How fucking funny is that, dude? That's pretty hilarious. Is they, yeah. they, they, well, I mean, they are just some funny clowns. And, Seriously uh, hilarious. Uh, all right. Well, two whoops for the Yugs worldwide. Two wicked, wonderful whoops. I hope y'all are enjoying this shit. We're going to keep this moving at least a little bit longer. I hope motherfuckers appreciate the time we're taking to... I don't know how many people are actually out there doing it that have been there this long now, like... <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> We're not. I'd say certainly. If we said that there isn't, there's gonna be 80 other motherfuckers who, uh, like, you know... Well, I'm not... A- well, I'm, listen, I'm certainly not saying we're the only ones. I just... I don't know of that many people that have been around since... Not even pre-sixth, 
let's say, but let's say pre-Wraith uh, reveal. Right. Like, that was, to have come from that era, and not in any kind of fucking elitist way, in any sense. Just the idea that it really did evolve so much in that time, that, like, it is very, uh, interesting seeing what it is now. But, yeah, no, I will probably end up editing all of this out. No! So, fucking whatever. I actually do need to edit a bunch of the other shit, too, so. I can imagine. Um, but, yeah, just in case I don't, because it might, I don't know, fuck you. Underground sound in the fucking house, in your house, possibly in your car, um, maybe in your ear hole. But yeah, god damn, this fucking raspberry parfait was insane, dude. I'm sitting here like, look at this fog outside in the sky because of the Canadian fire. There's fog in my face. Raspberry parfait. All right, bye.